Welcome to the Home Church Podcast. My name's Kenny, and I serve as the lead pastor here at Home Church, and we gather in Maiden, North Carolina. We're so glad you tuned in to today's episode, and we hope that this episode will help encourage you and inspire you as you continue to follow Jesus step by step. Well, hey, good morning, and welcome to Home Church. Uh, my name's Kenny, and it's my honor to be the lead pastor here. And let me be the last person to tell you Happy New Year. Can we, can we all agree we're on January 7th? It's, it's time. So after this moment, Happy New Year, unless you're, I mean, you can still say it, but I'm not going to say it anymore, right? So don't think me rude. Uh, but Happy New Year to you. We're glad you're here. Um, and so I, I'm excited about today. Um, one of my favorite things that we do every year. And so thank you for being here today. Um, I, I want to ask you this question. How many of you guys know that it is dangerous, it is absolutely dangerous to walk around in a place you don't know when it's dark? Anybody ever? <laughs> listen, listen, your boy learned the hard way this week, okay? Uh, Katie and I uh, bought a house and we kind of moved in. And uh, we actually, my in-laws took our kids for the first few nights and, and it was great, but I'm just telling you, listen, there's nothing like trying to get up in a dark room in the middle of the night, and you don't know where you're going, and you bang into something, and you stub your toe, and you say some bad words, you know, uh, like darn and stuff like that, right? <laughs> right? You say some of those things, and then all of a sudden, like, man, you got a busted up toe, and you can't go back to sleep. It's dangerous. It's dangerous out here in these dark streets, right? It's, it's one of those things, but here's what's interesting. Isn't it amazing that when you know somewhere and you know some place and you know where you're going, even when it's dark, all of a sudden the dark isn't so dangerous? Isn't, isn't that interesting? Because if you've been living in your house forever, I mean, you don't need any lights. You kind of know. I mean, you, you kind of know exactly three paces this way, take a right. There's the, I mean, you got it, right? And so this is the interesting thing about where we're going today is because every year, um, I take some time to get away and to seek the Lord on where he would have us as a house to go over the next year. So around October, every year, I take a few days and I get away. And, and what I do is I gather some uh, information from my staff team and some trusted voices around me. I spend some time and I talk with our elders about kind of things that are going on. I certainly seek the Lord. And I go away with some thoughts about where we might go. And I go and I seek the Lord for a few days. And he's been faithful for the past three years of this house to give me, uh, really, over the matter of, of just a couple of hours every year, uh, kind of a direction and a, and a way to go for an entire year. It's been a really beautiful thing. Uh, and so I want to tell you that we, I want to share some of this with you today where I believe that God is taking us, but practically what that also means for you in your life as well. So it's a little kind of a, a, a bifold way of looking at things today. And so I want you to know that I feel the weight and the responsibility as the under-shepherd to Jesus, to this house, to carry the, the weight well, but to carry the burden and the weight to lead you well. You know, uh, oftentimes when we're going, listen, we're a three-year-old church, and so in a lot of ways, we're still navigating in some dark places, and, and I'm, listen, this is my first time being a lead pastor these, these past three years, and so there's still some dark ways that we're trying to navigate and figure out, but my hope is that I can offer you some clarity and some direction and some light to the path as we move and as we move together. 
Because that's the hope, and that's what today is all about. Today is actually a really critical day so that we can all together come together and align for where God's taking us as a house, and we can align together to walk that same direction over the year. Well, my hope today is that I will be able to give you some, some direction towards the destination, right? That, that I can light the path so that we don't stub our toes and that we can walk together towards where God is taking us. And it's actually really critical. When you see this thing that says Vision Sunday, uh, a lot of people are like, well, that's a very corporate buzzword, right? It's a, a, and, I, and I've said that thing a lot. But, but the interesting thing is it actually is found in Scripture, um, this idea of, of vision and having a, an awareness of things and looking forward into things that do not exist yet, but a direction that you're walking in is actually, it's biblical. You can find it in Proverbs chapter uh, 29, and it's in verse 18. I want to actually share three different translations with you uh, because it, each one kind of gives a, a really cool little look at it. And so if you read from the NIV, which I normally teach from, Here's what it says in, in uh, Proverbs 29, 18 about vision. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Meaning, where people have no re- revealing, no awareness of where they're going, people will do whatever they want to do. And listen, I can tell you as a leader, when I failed to give and to lead with vision, I've seen it. People, man, people do their own thing. It gets wilder than these streets, Right? Here's what the NLT says, the New Living Translation says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. And I know that to be true. When we don't accept divine guidance, we run wild. We we give into our own devices. And so we need the clarity and the revelation and the divine guidance that the Spirit gives us. But if you were raised up in church, here's the way that you've heard it, and this is the way I like it. It comes from the good old King James Version. It says this, Where there is no vision, the people will perish. To me, that's a big deal. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. And now, I know you might be thinking, well, vision, that's a corporate buzzword. Like, are people really going to die? They will. In fact, it's a part of our vision statement as a church. We say that we want to reach people who are far from God and teach them how to live as they follow Jesus step by step. The reason that people will perish and people will die is if we don't follow through with the vision God's called us to, there are going to be people who are far from God who stay far from God because we've missed our mark. We've missed the thing he's called us to. Now, God is faithful, and he will save those whom he calls, but he's called us to play a part in that. And so I take this weight uh, very seriously, this responsibility very seriously, for the vision and the direction that which God has called us to, because the other part of that is not only that we want to reach people far from God, but for those who are already here, who are already close to God, we feel like we've got a responsibility to teach you how to live as you follow Jesus step by step. And so that's what we want to do. And so today I want to share with you what I feel like God's laid on my heart for us this year. So if you have your Bible, I want to invite you to join me in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, we're going to start in verse 21. Now, if you brought your Bible, that's awesome. I want to invite you to constantly bring your Bible with you to church. That's a good thing. If you don't have one, on your way out today, stop by our Next Steps area. 
We have Bibles we would love to put in your hand, a free gift. That's easy. Uh, if you have the Home Church app, you can uh, check that out. It's got sermon notes already plugged in, and that's the, that's the app we're going to be using this year. So if you've been using another app, we're going to do away with that. So you might want to download the Home Church app. There's sermon notes. Uh, if you are watching online or watching later, we're going to throw the scripture at my feet. If you're in the house, you don't have any of those things, you can check it out on the screens. But as I went to get away and I sought the Lord on where he would have us go, uh, he, he led me to this scripture, and I've actually taught this scripture a few times last year, um, and it's been really heavy on my heart, and he led me to this scripture and led me to a place that I want to lead you to today. So here's what the word of the Lord says, Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 21. The top heading of my Bible, it says, true and false disciples. This is the words of Jesus, starting in verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, that day being the final day, the day of judgment, many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoer. Now, I want to pause there for a moment because that is some of the most terrifying scripture that there is. To hear this idea that there are people who are active in God's house, who proclaim his name, who prophesy, who do work on his behalf, and yet Jesus himself said that there will be many that on that day will call me Lord, Lord, and they'll say, I've done all these things, and he'll say, yo, homie, I don't know what to tell you, but I never knew you. Away from me. What a terrifying thought. And as a, as a shepherd to people, there is nothing that gives me greater pause, greater worry, greater angst than to know that I have someone, someone's people that are sitting in this house or maybe sitting at home watching right now or in our area, in our whole community, who this is true of. But the reality is, is that especially in the southern Bible Belt South, this is so prevalent. There are people who know all about God, know all about his Bible, know all about his stories, but actually have never entered into a real, true relationship with him. Terrifying. And, and so with this weight, with this weight, this is where we go next, and it's what Jesus continues to say. Uh, in verse 24, he, he kind of gives the antidote. He gives the answer. He gives us our vision for this year. Therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The rock. When Jesus is talking about 
the rock. He, he says that, that we build, the wise man builds his house on a rock. What rock is he talking about? If you have your Bible, this isn't going to show up on the screens. If you have your Bible, uh, go to Matthew chapter 16, and I want to quickly just show you what the rock is. Uh, Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he's leading them, and he starts asking some questions, and he says this in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, that's Jesus. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter, who screws up a lot of stuff, (laughs) all right? But Simon Peter, oh, he got it right. Look at this. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you, revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I will tell you that you are Peter, or Petra, or rock, that's what his name means, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus says that he will build his church on the rock. Let me be very clear. Even though Peter's name stands for Petra, which means rock. He is not talking about the church will be built on Peter. If you were raised up in a Catholic tradition, that's what you were taught, which is why Peter's the first pope. Let me tell you, that is heretical. That is wrong. What Jesus is saying is that the church and your house need to be built on the rock. The truth that Jesus Christ is the one and only Son of God, the Messiah, the promised hope of salvation that all of us have and the only one that we can rely on for our salvation. That is the rock in which Jesus is talking about. And that is the rock on which he says, a wise man will build his house and practice his words and that house will stand. If you build your house on anything else, it will crumble. If you build your house on the rock, even the gates of hell won't overcome it. And so for this year, 2024, this, and I pray, I pray this is true of home church, and I pray this is true of each and every one of your houses as well. But in 2024, this will be a house built on the rock. This is a house built on the rock. I want you to say it with me. A house built on the rock. Say it. I pray that this is something that you will bed down deep in your heart, that this will be a saying, a slogan, a mantra, a conviction that you will carry with you as you walk out of these doors over this next year, that everything that you look at, everything that you focus on will be about putting your house and building it on the rock, the truth that Jesus is our one and only hope. He is the savior of the world, and the only thing worth building any kind of life that will matter and last. And so I want to quickly walk you through four areas this year that as a church we're going to focus in on that I think will help us do that, build our house on this rock. Because by the way, if you're new to us, we're, we're still a pretty young church. We're only three years old and we're still kind of building. We're still laying foundation. We're still building up some of the walls here. And so this year, these are going to be the things in which we focus on. There are four of them. And I want to talk not only about how we're going to focus on them, but I want to offer you some practical application for your own life as well, okay? So if you're taking notes, I have four focuses for us this year. The first focus is this. This is a word that you have not heard us talk about very much, 
the word doctrine. By the way, the, my little Baptist is going to come out of me. All four of these uh, things are, are alliterations. They all start with D, okay? <laughs> doctrine. Foundation building. That's what we're going to focus on this year. That's going to be one of the things that we focus on this year. We want you to not only know God, but we want you to know about God. Doctrine is this idea, this understanding of a right understanding of who God is. Not just that you would know him and know about him, but that you would rightly understand who God is, his character, how he works, how he functions, and how that means, and what that means for you. Doctrine is something that we're going to build on this year. 2 Timothy in chapter two says, in chapter 3 says this, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correction, and training in righteousness. That's what we want. As a follower of Jesus, those are things we need. We need to be taught, rebuked, corrected, trained in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is what we need in our life. We need good doctrine. We need the scripture. We need the word of God rooted in our heart, rightly understood, so that we will do what God says. This is something that I've said year after year, and it's a little slogan that I like that you can grab onto. It's that if you know God's word, you will know God's will, and then you will go God's way. If you know God's word, you will know God's will, and then you can go God's way. So I want to I wanna practically, like for this year, this year we are going to really focus on teaching doctrine in this house. Now, I promise I'm still going to make it relevant, and I'm still going to tell stories, and, and it's not going to necessarily be boring, but it's going to be rooted in the foundational rock that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Savior, and I want to teach you over this year basic foundational doctrines of our faith. Now, here's one of the reasons that this came up is because before I went away, I was sitting with a group of pastors, and this one pastor was joking with another, and they're in the same denomination. And he even joked, he said, man, I bet this guy's church, they don't, those people don't even know that they're fill-in-the-blank denomination. And everyone kind of laughed. And in my heart, I was like, holy smokes, like, that was convicting. And so, listen, I want to just tell you, we're not denominationally tied. The only thing we're tied to is God's word. <laughs> So that's what we're going to teach. I'm not going to teach you any doctrinal statements from, from a church or all that kind of stuff. We're going to teach you what God's word says this year so that we can rightly understand who he is. And so, what it, so for us, we're going to build foundationally every single week this year on knowing God's word, teaching you doctrine. It's going to be great. Practically, how does this look for you? Well, this is something I will encourage you to do every single day, every single year is to spend time in God's word. If you and I ever have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and you say, hey, pastor, I don't really know if I'm very connected to God. I don't know if I hear his voice. I, I just, man, I just don't really know. Every single time, the first thing that I would tell you is this. How much time do you spend in God's word? Because, I, again, I can tell you, if you're not hearing from God, I can just, it's, it's like this. It's like saying, I came to church and I didn't hear anything. Well, homie, you got to like open up your ears because I'm talking and we're singing. Open up your Bible because guess what? God's, God's word is speaking and it's singing to you. He wants to communicate to you. And he actually wrote it down. That's pretty incredible how God wants to communicate with you. You just got to be willing to open that thing up and read it and let God's word speak to you through the spirit of God. Man, if you have a focus this year on trying to hear from God and be in his presence and know him, 
you should focus this year on spending time in his word every day. Listen, it might just be a verse. You might just have one of those little calendars that every day you flip it, it's got one verse on it. Praise the Lord. Like you do, you boo. You read that one verse and you spend some time on your ride in, you meditate on that verse, God will speak to you. Now, for some of you, you might have time to spend uh, on, a, on a paragraph or maybe even a chapter. I know there's some of y'all, man, y'all brave. Y'all trying to read through the whole Bible in a year. Your boy can't even do that, all right? But whatever it looks like, I want to encourage you to spend time in God's word every day this year. Here's a promise I will make to you. I promise you, if you do that, you spend time in God's word every single day, you will have more hope, you will have more joy, you will have more peace, you will have more clarity I have never in my life heard someone say, you know what I wish I didn't spend more time on this year? Reading that Bible. I never heard that. It's just, you don't, you're you're never going to hear that. You will not regret finding and making time to spend in God's word. Focus number two for us and hopefully for you this year is discipleship. Not only do we, we want to be doctrinally and, and build foundation, we want to build disciples. I mean, that's the Great Commission. It's what God called us to in Matthew 28. Go and make disciples. That's what we want to do. So this year, we're going to focus on disciple building, and we're going to do this in a couple of different ways. We're going to put an even heavier emphasis on our home groups. And by the way, I, I met with a, a, a family right before Christmas. They're like, hey, when we get into the new year, man, we need to get plugged in. And if that's your story, like, you don't have to wait. Today, you can stop by our group's area, our group's table, and you can ask, hey, wh- where are some groups that are meeting? Maybe you feel called to lead one and create that community for someone else. Those things are available, but we want to continue to focus in on that. But we're going to do some other things this year as well. We're going to be way more intentional in building intentional disciple-making relationships. Here's a challenge that I want to put on everyone in this house. Is that in some way, shape, or form, across this year, you would find one person, and it doesn't have to be someone in this house. It could be your spouse. It could be a coworker. But find one person to engage consistently with in conversations about God. Here's what it will do. It's a real fancy word. This will grow your theology. Now, I know y'all don't, people don't like real fancy words. It's like, theology, well, that sounds real stuffy. I don't know if, it, it's, it's actually not so complicated. It's, it's actually really, really easy. Here, here's what it is. It's around this idea of theos, right? Theology, theology, God conversations. Just simply have conversations about God, what God's doing in your life, what you're learning, what's focusing on and like what's happening. Have some of those conversations. If you build a one-on-one relationship with someone having God conversations, theological conversations, man, you are going to grow in your faith. You are going to grow in your being a disciple. For us, we define a disciple here at Home Church. We define a disciple as a disciplined follower. Real fancy, right? (laughs) A disciplined follower. That's what God calls us to, to be a disciplined follower of Jesus. There's going to be some other things. We're going to launch into some Bible studies. We're going to do some online that I'm going to teach. We're going to do some over at Home Church headquarters, so you can start making plans. We're going to release some of this real soon, but times where you can come, and and we're just going to sit. We're going to open God's Word, and I'm going to unpack some things. We've got some other really great Bible teachers in our church that we're going to give some opportunities to teach as well. You're going to have those opportunities. We're going to do some events. We're going to look for a men's event and a women's event this year to spend more time discipling, and we're 
also going to do something really cool that I'm super pumped about is we're going to be way more intentional about discipling and raising up leaders in this house. So practically, what does this look like for you? How can, how can you focus on discipleship, being a disciplined follower of Jesus this year? Well, for you, I think it can be really simple. Make time to be in some form of community. It might just be one friend that you have a conversation with via text. It might be one friend that you have a monthly coffee with. It might be you and your family in a home group. Whatever it looks like for you, that's fine. But I want to challenge you to focus in on finding a disciple raising up in you relationship this year, all right? This year, you know, we, we've always focused on things like this, but we're going to continue to press in. So if you need to get connected and into a group, stop by our Next Steps area today. We can help you do that for sure. And I mentioned that we want to intentionally raise up leaders. So this is focus number three. Speaking of that, focus number three is this. We're going to develop leaders. We're going to be leader building. We want to identify, train up, and equip leaders in every area. I believe that God is calling us to a new direction and a new place to be able to serve more people in this house. But can I just lovingly tell you that every area in our church has gaps of need where, where I, believe, I believe the help, I believe the leadership, I believe the capacity is already in the room. But watch this, only 30% of the people who attend home church serve in any way. So 30% serve 100% of our house. There are needs in this church that you were gifted and I believe called and equipped to fill. Now, there are some of you that, man, you don't want to lead anything, and I get that. That's totally fine. And by the way, I want to honestly say this. There are some of you that even serving right now is not right for you. you got a lot going on in life. You're not healthy. Maybe you're just new to home church, and you're getting over some church hurt or some disappointment. Maybe this season of life is not good for you. You just had a baby, or you're about to have a baby, or whatever that might look like. Totally get that. Okay, I want to really be cognizant and aware that everyone's situation is different. I'm aware of that. But there are many who have gifting and availability that need to put it to use. And then, from the stage, I want to say this very clearly. There are some of you that you lead in your corporate job. There are some of you that lead in the marketplace, and you let everyone else take the lead here. And I'm telling you, you are missing a blessing from God. You're missing it. How do I know? That's literally my story. That's my story. I, I was serving as a vice president of a YMCA, overseeing $10 million worth of budget and 185 employees. And Katie and I would just go to church and just kind of eat and serve. and Not serve, we just kind of partake. Whatever they had to give, we were eating it up. The donuts, the coffee, the water, meals, we were eating all that up, weren't giving anything back. And then uh, we joined this church, and they put an emphasis on serving. And so I said, okay, well, we'll serve. And so Katie and I started serving on the baptism team. Two months later, your boy's leading the baptism team. Two years later, I'm on staff at that church. Ten years later, I'm standing before you pastoring and leading home church. How does that happen? Thank you. The only reason that that happens is because I was using all of my leadership equity in the marketplace, and I was not using it in the house of God. I had plenty to give. I just wasn't using it. 
There's some of you today, you have leadership in you. God has gifted you with vision, with leadership, with the ability to influence things and people and to move and to raise up and to teach and to train. I am calling you right now, today, because here's the thing. I know who some of y'all are, and I've been giving y'all a little bit of a, a break and a reprieve, but your boy's done with that. So if you don't come to me over the next two weeks, I'm coming to you. I'm going to shoulder tap. I'm going to say, hey, can we have some lunch? Hey, you got time for a phone call? And when you get that, here's what you can count on. Your boy is going to make an ask for you to step up into what God's gifted you with. Don't make me make that phone call. Don't make me do that. Don't make me waste our church money on taking you to lunch to do, for you to do something you know you should have already been doing. Because then I got to go to somebody else and say, hey, could you maybe give a little more? <laughs> right? We don't want to do that. We want to raise up leaders. And so one of the things that I am, per- I am personally going to take an investment in developing leaders this year, this is something I've dreamed about, I thought about, we almost did and didn't do it. We're doing it. I'm putting it on camera. I'm putting it on record this year. Once a month, we are going to do what I'm calling a leadership lab. It's going to be a one night where you're going to come in and listen, no, no frills, none of that stuff. We're just going to come in, open God's word, and I'm going to teach you everything I know about leadership. Because I want to give you what I got so you can turn around and use it and give it to someone else. I want to raise up leaders in this house. We're going to focus on that this year. So practically, what does this mean for you? What gifts has God given you that you need to utilize and put into practice and put into play to serve and to lead something in this house? Let me go a step further. Maybe it's not even in this house. Maybe husbands, maybe it's time for you to actually start serving and leading your house. Don't come up in here trying to lead this house and not lead your own house. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that sit for a minute. Nobody walked out. Okay. That's good. Maybe you see some gaps in our kids' ministry. You're like, man, if I, 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 would, I would do it this way, or I've seen, cool, let's go, we need you. Um, maybe you've got some technical ability, or you watch our live stream when you're not here, or things like that, and you're like, yo, that, I don't know, maybe that could sound better, maybe that could look better. Guess what? We, come help us. Man, this crew in the back, they're incredible, but I got news for you. Raise your hand in the back if you would use some more help. Yep, all of you. De- Jeremy put two hands up, all right? <laughs> We have people who literally build the church every week. We've got three teams, but I got news for you. A couple extra hands, ain't nobody going to turn you away. We have new people visit this church every single week. Now, if you don't like people and you walk around like this all day, I don't want you out front, okay? But if you can smile and be pleasant and say, good morning, how are you? Let me help you out of your car. Oh, it's raining, let me get an umbrella to you. My friend, I got a job, I got a role for you out front being a greeter. Help. Listen, I'm saying, there's a place for everyone in this house. Come, come be a part of it. Practically, what does it look like for you? And then the last thing is this. This is the last focus of the year for us. And it's this idea of digging ditches. I told you, all, three, all four of them were going to be Ds, right? Doctrine, right? Let me, let me make sure I got them all because I don't want to miss one. We got doctrine, discipleship, right? Developing leaders, and finally, digging ditches. 
So this idea comes from scripture. There's, uh, in 2 Samuel, there's this, uh, this set of kings and there's this drought and God, uh, they're seeking God's help and they find this uh, prophet named Elisha. And Elisha comes with the word of the Lord and even though it hasn't rained, Elisha says, you need to dig some ditches. Now, if you've ever dug a ditch before, A, you know it's hard work. B, you need to understand it's on purpose. The reason that you dig a ditch is not for your health. (laughs) It's to make way for what's coming. And for this house, this year, we're going to do some hard work and some ditch digging to be ready for the blessing of God coming to this house. It's going to take some work. It's going to take a little power from our back and our elbows. It's going to take a little bit of ingenuity, some innovation. It's going to take some giving. It's going to take some sacrifice. But I believe God is calling us as a house this year to dig some ditches for where he's taken us, to be ready for the blessing of God to flow through them and to water all that we need. That story, you can go find it in 2 Samuel Before they saw any rain, they dig these ditches and the prophet of the Lord said that this is going to water all that you need. And it did and they were amazed and they praised God over it. Home church, God has a future and a hope for us that he's promised and he will bring to fruition. But there's some things coming in the near future and in the distant future that it's going to take us digging some ditches right now to be ready, that as the water flows and as the rain comes, that we channel what we need to the resources that need to be funded and abilities to be had to take this thing wherever God wants and to provide what he needs and what we need to have. So, some of the hard work are those things I've already told you about the things that we want to focus in on this year. But part of the digging ditches part is focused really around this idea that I believe with everything in me that in 2024, God is going to provide a house for home church. I believe it. I might be crazy and we might get to December 31st of 2024 and we still standing right here in Maiden High School, so be it. But my faith, I believe with everything in me that a house is coming for this house. I believe it. I do. You can call me crazy. You don't have to clap. You don't have to believe it with me. So much so that I and our team have already started digging some ditches. I don't know if you remember this, but at the end of last year, we started to dig a ditch financially to start to pull and move some resources towards being able to find and secure a location for home church, whether it be a building or land. And at the end of the year, I invited you into that by faith without any information to give by faith towards a home for home church. And I'm, I'm excited to share with you today that uh, at the end of last year, and I've talked to several people who uh, still want to give and want to be a part of this, but at the end of last year, we raised over $20,000 towards that purpose, which is incredible. That's incredible. That's a huge step forward and a huge ditch of resources that are already moving to be able to source a house when it becomes available. And I believe it will in this year. And so I want to invite you into this ditch digging process. 
And, and it's all of the things we've talked about. It's firming up our doctrine, firming up our faith. It's, it's being a disciple maker and a disciple in our own right. It's in being a leader and serving. And it's in also helping prepare the way for what's coming next. So, practically, here's what I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you very practically for your own life. Because again, I, I'm sharing this vision for home church, but I'm also hoping to share this vision for your life. Practically, what are some ditches that you need to dig this year to be ready for where God's taking you? What's some of the hard work that you need to do this year to make way for provision that's coming to flow to the right places? As I was praying over you and considering this, these are just some of the things the Lord brought to my mind. Maybe someone needs to do the hard work of developing a budget to plan for your future and get your money in order because something's coming that God wants to prepare you for. For someone, maybe it's time to start doing the ditch digging to get ready to leave your job because a change in your life is needed and you need to be ready to take advantage of the next opportunity. Someone needs to get something in order to dig a ditch to be ready to care for a family member who needs you over this next year. Whether it be their health or financial situation, whatever that might, I, I don't know. Listen, this is just what the Lord gave me. I'm just believing prophetically he's speaking to someone today. I believe that God says to someone to dig a ditch to get ready for something you've only dreamed about up until now. You've never put the first hole in the ground. You've never put the first cent towards it. But there's a hobby. There's a dream. There's a, there, there's a business. There's something that God has placed a dream in your heart over. And it is time to start digging the ditch to get ready to start resources flowing down to take care of it. For someone, it's time to do the hard work to change the direction and the trajectory of the way your family operates. To shift the way your family moves, and I pray you hear this. I'm speaking prophetically to a husband and a dad in the room. I don't know who you are. It is time for you to take the lead of your family and to stop allowing your children to run the schedule of your life. I don't know who that's for. And I have full understanding that a shift like that is hard work. But I pray you receive this. Maybe you need a reminder this year that it's time to build your house on the rock. Maybe you need something to look at every single day to remind you of the, of the deeds that we're chasing after, right? Doctrine, discipleship, development, digging ditches. So I wanted to provide something for you today that you can grab right now. If you have your phone, pull it out. And I want you to text right here. We're going to put it on the screen. I want you to, I've, we've created a background for your phone that you will be able to see and have this reminder every single day of what Jesus taught in Matthew 7. Here's all you do. You text the word house, H-O-U-S-E, to the number 94000. Text the word house to 94000. 
And you should get in return that background as a screenshot that you can save and save to your phone as a daily, listen, iPhone tells me that I pick up my phone like some 475 times a day. (laughs) What a great way to remind you every single day that you are building your house on the rock. That every time you go to pick up your phone, you are reminded of what Jesus taught in Matthew 7. That a wise man will build his house on the rock, the truth of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And the one that builds their house on the sand is folly and it will fall and crash. Friends, in 2024, join us as Home Church looks to build this house on the rock. And I pray that you will do the same. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment? I want to just give you a moment to consider. To consider the things that were shared with you today. The focuses to lean in on. Maybe the practical application that the Spirit spoke into your life today. I just want to give you a moment to consider those things. And right now, I would just ask you in your own way, to ask God what he wants from you this year. And maybe you've already done this, but I just want to invite you into this moment to give the Spirit a moment to speak into your life and into this next year. What would God have you focus in on this year? Is it rooting in on your doctrine? Knowing God's word so you'll know God's will and go his way? Is it finding that right relationship, that right group, that right friend to speak of and to dive into the things of God that are gonna nourish your life and raise you up to be a disciplined follower? Is it to sacrifice time, effort, energy, dollars to pour in and to give of what you've got to be a leader maybe even to just be a leader in your own life in your own house or in this house pray God would give you the clarity and the direction of the ditches that he would have you dig to get ready for blessing that is going to pour into your life. To pull and purpose the resources that he's gonna send your way to fuel and fund the dreams, the aspirations, the hopes, the desires, the purposes that he has for you. Father, I pray that you would speak to your people God, as we close up today, as we wrap up today, God, that you would make clear and make straight the path for your sons and daughters. That you would make known to them your will for their life, that they would see clearly today, that they would have vision that they may not die, but that they would live in your will, that they would live by walking your way, that they would have great joy, 
great peace, great hope for every step they take. That it is not wandering in the wilderness and in the darkness, but it is walking in the glorious light of your hope and the clarity that you bring. That we might not even just walk, God, that we would be able to run in the direction that you have for us into this next year. God, I pray that you would provide for every single house in this in this house gathered. God, that you would make a way for everyone. God, I thank you for the moment of prayer and, and, and trust today that we've had to lay hands on and pray over situations. And so, Father, we trust you and we submit all that you've given us in the way of vision. We trust that it is your will and we will walk in the ways of the Lord the best we know how until you tell us otherwise. And so, Father, right now, we submit 2024 to you. May you bless it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If there's anything that we can do to serve you or come alongside of you in your journey, please reach out. You can reach us at hello at myhomechurch.cc.